Welcome to Retirement Mentorship. My name is Freeman Lindy. We made it. That's right. We made it. The bear market of 2022 to 2023 is officially over. Last Friday, January 19th, the values of the 500 biggest businesses in the United States, the S&P 500, officially broke new ground and set an all-time high, ending a two-year and 15-day bear market, and we officially made it. We survived, and more importantly, many of us thrived through yet another bear market in a very short amount of time. But here's the thing, right? This last bear market from 2022 through 2023 was the third bear market in just five and a half years. That's three bear markets in only five and a half years. Each one was unique and yet the same. And so there's some lessons that we can learn from these three bear markets. And as Harry Truman once said, the only new thing in the world is a history you don't know. And so every time we go through a bear market, right, people think it's the end of the world, that this time it's different, that this, that things are, are it's, we're entering a new era and that we the old ways can't be trusted. And that's just not true. So again, each bear market is its own unique thing, and yet each one is also the same. So let's review the past three bear markets that we've gone through in a very short amount of time and explore three lessons that we can learn from them. Number one, so first, the, the first bear market that we had, we'll go in reverse order from current to in the past, right? So, so a lot of us know of this 2022 to 2023 bear market. It's just a good old-fashioned, uh, picturesque bear market, honestly. Because on January 4th, 2022, the S&P 500 hit an intraday high of 4,818, 4,818. And no one knew at that time that that was high, as high as it was going to get for a while, right? Because if you remember, Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, the fallout from handing out trillions of dollars in free, free uh, COVID stimulus reared its ugly head, right? In, in, in the form of 40-year high inflation, stocks or prices of everything were soaring. And the market, of course, reacted to that and began to backslide. And for the next 292 days, it followed this herky-jerky pattern down, all the way down to 3,491 on October 13th of that year, down 27.5% at its low. The Fed, of course, was in, the, in this whole time raising rates to try to combat that inflation. They raised them faster than they've ever had before, and they stemmed the tide of these rising prices, right? It was the chemo that we needed to kill the cancer that is inflation. While it was unpleasant for, for many of us, especially people trying to buy new homes and all that, it is a necessary evil to destroy inflation. They learned that lesson way too slow back in the 70s. And so they took those lessons of the 70s and they applied it much faster and they killed it much quicker. So the market then, of course, began to recover. And of course, as always, doomsday articles abounded. The market could be stopped. It would, it would go down again. We were just about to enter recession, all these things, right? But we never officially hit a recession. We had the bear market, but never a recession, and the market began to recover as inflation was killed and people began to be more optimistic about the future. And it officially recovered, like I said, on January 19th, this past Friday, hitting a all-new high of 4,882. The process, that whole process from peak all the way through the trough back to previous peak took 463 days, or two years and 15 days between the peaks. It's a good old-fashioned two-year bear market. 
Well, of course, remember the one right before it, right? The COVID crash. And it will be referenced in the stock market history books probably for all of future, right? We will, it'll be one of those things like Black Monday and, and the Great Recession, some of these other ones that we'll always look back and mention the COVID crash of 2020. Right, because on on February nineteenth of twenty twenty, the S and P five hundred hit an intraday high of three hundred and thirty or three thousand three hundred ninety three. It then proceeded to drop faster than any point in history. Right, it hurtled down to 2,191 2, on March twenty third. It was a thirty five percent drop in just thirty three days. Think about that: thirty five percent in thirty three days, but it recovered very quickly. And by August 18th, it had pushed the whole way back up to 3,395. The entire episode was only 181 days. Six months is all it took to recover from the fastest drop in market history. And of course, many predicted that this was going to be a W recovery, that there was no way that this recovery could be real. The pandemic was still in full swing. Half the economy was still shut down. No one knew what was happening. And there's no way that this recovery could be real right? No way. And so they waited on the sidelines, waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it never did. It never did. It just kept going. The bear market before the COVID crash was the 2018 barely bear, right? Most people don't even remember this one, but on September 21st of 2018, S&P 500 hit 2,940. And then by December 26th, the day after Christmas, when the market opened back up, it was down to 2,346, a 20% drop in 96 days, about three months. But it had fully recovered by April 29th, taking only 220 days from peak through the trough to previous to the, to the next peak. There was no global catastrophe attached to this one, which is why so few people remember it, right? It was, and it barely hit the 20% down mark that it requires to become official an official bear market. And so you heard that right, it was barely a bear, but it still counts. And so why does all this matter, right? Why relive these three bear markets? It's because of the lessons that we can learn and apply to the next three. There are many more lessons we can learn from these, but here are just three lessons, three observations from these past three bear markets. Number one, bear markets are as common as dirt. Bear markets are as common as dirt. And I will repeat what I said earlier, right? We've had three bear markets in five years and four months. Three. Three times in five and a half years where the values of the 500 largest companies in the world, 500 of them, and certainly in the U.S., declined by 20% or more. Those drops happened in as little as 33 days or as long as 300 days. And since 1929, right, the S&P 500, when the S&P 500 was created and started being tracked, right, it was later expanded to the 500 companies we know in 1957. But since 20, 1929, when they started tracking it, we've actually seen 27 bear markets. That's one bear market in every four years on average. However, many of them are so fast that we don't even see them. They don't even end the year as an official bear market. In terms of just calendar years, right? It was, it was easy to see that 2022 was down because it ended the, the, the year down 20% from year over year. But in terms of calendar years, there have only been six out of 97 years that have ended 20% down or more. So we've had 27, but most of them uh, recover inside of a year and we don't even see it. But now we've had three in just the last five years and four months. So does that mean that they will be coming faster now in the future than they have in the present, that we may see more than every one in four? Maybe. That's a possibility. But we also had nine straight years of of preceding the 2018 one of just straight bull markets, right? 
And so we don't know, you know, and so we may say that again and, and maintain this one in four average. We just don't know. No one knows. But what we do know is that bear markets are as common as dirt. They happen all the time and they should be fully, fully expected. Number two, lesson number two is that the total return of our co-owned businesses is truly remarkable. It's truly remarkable, right? If I had told you in the summer of 2018 that we would have three bear markets in the next five plus years, and I told you all the company reasons for those, right? Uh, global pandemic, uh, international war, uh, 40-year inflation, uh, contentious elections, everything that has happened in the last since 2018. Just think about how much has happened since 2018. If I tell you, hey, here's all the events that's going to happen, and we're going to have three bear markets in those five and a half years. What do you think would have happened to the market? What would you have guessed the market would have done over that stretch of time? Would you have guessed that it had been up or down? And I think most of us would agree, right, that we would have said, oh man, after all that, it's got to be down. It's got to be way down over that time. But guess what? From September, uh, from the peak of September of 2018, before we had all three of these bear markets to where we are now, as I'm recording this, we are up 66%. That's right. The market through three bear markets has increased. S&P 500 has increased 66% after five and a half years of three bear markets. That is remarkable. And as wild as this ride has been, right? You Spartan investors who have stuck with me are up two thirds. We may continue to see bear markets more frequently than in the past, right? We're getting information faster than in the past, right? In the, obviously in the 1900s um, and, and people overreacting to it can happen much faster too, which can cause maybe more swings, bigger swings more often. Who, who knows? That may continue in the future. But we may also see, you know, if that happens, right? And we get more than one every four years. If we continue to get three every five years, doesn't matter if we are still getting an average 9.5% per year annual returns. I would say that it doesn't matter, right? As long as the returns are still there, it doesn't really matter what happens in the meantime, as long as we're protected and have the right strategy to do that. And number three, lesson number three, right? We will likely never see these lows again. We will likely never see these lows again. I hope you bought up some of the deals when I released that the back on, on June of 2022, I released an episode called Bear Markets Aren't Bad. And, and I hope that at that time you said, oh man, yes, everything's on sale. I should be buying. I should be investing. If I had extra money, you should be throwing that in the market. Because you may have noticed that that bottom of the 2022 bear market never touched the peak of before and after COVID. Right? We had a peak before COVID, it crashed, it recovered, right? That that kind of that peak right there. It then continued to go up, it crashed again, but that never came back and touched the peak before COVID. We never saw those prices again. And with less than two years between those two crashes, the COVID crash and the 2022 crash, the index had grown so much in 2021 that we even that even after falling 27.5%, it remained 3% above that previous pre-bear peak. And, and so the point makes me wonder, right, if, if now, right, as we've seen this new all-time high where it crashed, you know, 4,882 last Friday, it makes me wonder, will we ever see that again? Is this the last time we will see 4,882? Will it just keep going up from here? And we will wish that even though we're now at an all-time high, we will at one day look back and wish we had bought in at 4,882. 
And of course, by the time you're listening to this, it may already be lower than that again, right? And we'll have to see it again as it recovers from that. But who knows, right? We may never see these lows again. So forget about wishing we had bought at 3,491 back in October of 2022. We may have wished that we had bought in at 4,882 in January of 2024. Because today's all-time highs will someday be the lows that we compare the fabulous future returns back to. So here's the lesson, right? Overall, the best time to invest is when you have the money. We don't know what's going to happen with future bear markets. All of these ones that we've had have been totally un, un, unforeseen. Life is going to continue to throw surprises at us. Each new bear market will have a unique reason of its own why it's happening and what will happen afterwards. But we know that history, while it does not repeat itself, it continues to rhyme. And so the best time to invest is when you have the money. And the only time we should be pulling out is when we need the money. Have a plan. Stick to the plan. Stay the course. We'll see you next week. Cheers. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership. And there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information, and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait, so join us now at retiremembership.com, where you can click in the link in the description, and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.